everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Podcast. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with ba ba da da, brother Brandon. Ding. Brandon here. Come back here, so I may brain thee. What's that? Uh, 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 cable guy watched it today. Oh, it's my only day <laughs> off. So, what? Well, no, I've, I'm not taking three days off. So, uh, I watched it today. Anyway, so yes. Anyway. Very underrated movie. Yes, it is. And best friend Ryan. Hello, everybody. There we go. <laughs> he, he gave a look like he was maybe going to do something new. No, he didn't. He gave the look of saying, "Fuck you. I'm not going. I'm not your fucking monkey. I'm not going to yeah. do something ridiculous. <laughs> you won't do it." I tried to put a dramatic pause in there because they were like. Is he really here because he didn't say it yet? And then I said it, and they're yeah. like, oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, now yeah. the show's on track. Yes. Now, right. <laughs> you, we have a lot of Best Friend Ryan fans out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all from Australia. Why aren't we doing merch yet? Because uh, we don't get paid? Yeah, I guess the that's show true. Has to make, the show <laughs> has to make money in order for us to spend money to sell the merch. What's the, uh, there's there's two advertisements for a podcast I've been noticing. There's always a loot crate and, and, and a Lisa. blue apron. Oh, blue apron! I always hear, I always hear blue apron, oh, blue apron or Home Fresh, which is oh, the same thing. Yep. Um, or Lisa mattress. Dollar Shave Club's another one. Yep. Dollar Shave Club's on a lot of them. I also know of Cafe Presses on there a lot. I wonder, could, could we start looking into that? You think? I mean, no. <laughs> no, you just don't think? shutting you down. I mean, like. Uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time is uh, Christopher Titus. I got a chance to see him live twice, and I listen to his podcast all the time. He does a political podcast, and uh, they always do uh, uh, Harry's Razors is their thing, and uh, it's like Dollar Shave Clubs. It's called Harry's Razors, and it's the old school like metal razor. You know what I'm talking about, like the yeah. old school from the 30s. You know, and you like I I looked into it one time just to see for shits and giggles. You have to prove without a doubt. How many X followers you have, or they're not going to waste their fucking time. Oh, uh, I kind of figured. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, that makes sense. and pretty much, and plus, you don't get paid at hardly, really, nothing. What you do is you're like, well, no, it, it helps pay for your like your space more than anything, your storage space. Not even that. From what I saw on Titus's thing, like, like what they do is, uh, you are an affiliate with it, so you can be like Podcast sponsored by Harry's Razors, right? Go to Harry's Razor's website now and type in promo code PODPAST. And every time that and, and every time somebody types in that promo code, you get a percent of what they actually buy. So if somebody buys fifteen dollars worth, you're gonna get like ten cents. That adds up, man. But well see that's why but that's why they say how many how many listeners you have, because if we go Harry Razors type in promo code PODPAST, they're gonna get one or none a year. That's worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's I a good investment. You know, build for the future. I mean, we're not, we're not, Kevin Smith or Smart Titus Cat. or those guys. You know what I mean? Hmm. Those are mostly the shows that I hear that have that kind of stuff on it. Small independent shows like us, I don't really hear much on. So you have to have a name before you go. In. Okay, all yeah. right, it's bullshit, but all right. That's the way yeah. it is. It's popularity. Yeah, it's popularity. It's all popularity contest. Hey, podcast. <laughs> It's just like high school, man. Yeah. Podcast has been around for two years. Movie Guys Podcast is celebrating their third year in December. So, I mean, like, we've been around for a while. And like I said, the Han Solo episode's coming out in a few weeks. And that's our 100th episode, which means we're going to be ABC finally called. We do have syndication. I was just about to ask, if, if we had the run of the mill. Yeah. Choose from any advertisement ever to sponsor us, who would you choose? What product do you think best represents Podcast? 
Oh my god. Uh, well, I was gonna say Toys R Us, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, because of nostalgia. Mm. Uh, but you gotta get a beer. Beer? On podcast? What What are you and I doing right now? Well, b- behind behind what speakers? I should say. I was gonna say behind camera, but that's not. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like, but like, but like, Paps. Paps is a good old fashioned. I got, I got one. Columbia Record Club. Nice. Oh. I think if they're still around, I have no idea. <laughs> I think that would be a good sponsor. I mean, I like to do Disney, Universal, Nintendo. Hmm? There you go. You can do that, or uh, we can have an old uh, band. Like, we can be sponsored by My Chemical Romance. Maybe not that band. Maybe pick a different, more relevant Rolling one. Stone Unless... called the Black Parade, Our Generation, Sgt. Peppers, sir. That was like 10 years ago. Now it's all Taylor Swift and, and uh, Hazel, whatever her name is. Preferably Hazel. a band that's less sad. I don't want sad. Halsey. It's Halsey. Is it Halsey? That's, Hal- that's her name. Yeah, when I'm just thinking what was popular back in the day, since this is about pod past. No! Got it. Perfect. Right now. I'm going to hit you one more time. Know what it is? The company that makes fanny packs. Boom. Wasn't that like a bunch of companies, though? I don't know, but <laughs> the people that make fanny packs. We should just be sponsored by fanny packs. Exactly. Because and snack packs. Snack packs. And then I also want to be sponsored by the company in the 90s that made the hats for uh, for all the... I got a new phone, so I'm sorry. Uh, who, who, um, who made all the uh, hats for the dads. They have the little flaps to protect your neck so you don't get sunburned. Mm. Yep. Oh, like the piece of cloth that just kind of trails back? Yeah. Well, I want to get that. Definitely got to get Ray-Bans. Definitely got to get members-only jackets. And we got to get that guy, if he's dead or not, we got to get the guy who made the DeLorean. Oh, he's probably dead. He was a cocaine dude. I thought you were going to say Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I honestly thought for a second you were going to say, we get the guy who's dead, Bernie. And I was like, I'm right here with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bernie would be great. The whole Because entire... he has sunglasses on he has the hat. However... We're going to get Weekend at Bernie's too, Bernie. Ah. We have to, because I'd like to see him get up and wiggle to some What some about uh, What about the sunglasses that are attached to your actual reading glasses? You just flip them up? Actually, I used to have a pair of those. Did you? Yeah, I didn't like them. They weren't as effective as I thought they were. Gotcha. Because I saw Dale Gribble on King of the Hill wearing them. I was like, that's yeah. fucking, that's smart. Yeah. Mom, can you buy me these? Yeah. And she did, and I wore them once, and I was like, it's just not fun. Those, yeah. uh, we get sponsored by those uh, clip-on lights that you hook to your book or magazine that you can read in the dark. Yep. That's not bad. Um, or your Game Boy, before it had backlit, you know, backlight. Yeah, the Game Boy, uh, the Game Boy Advance, no, not Game Boy Advance, it's regular Game, Game Boy. Game Boy Advance SP. Chia Pet. Let's yeah. bring back the Chia, Chia Pet. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Exactly. And, uh, My Pet Rock. Clapper. What would the podcast Chia look like? Would it just be like uh, the nineties, just like no, a no, 9-0? no. It would be it would be our faces, our heads, each, each oh, individual okay. collector items. Get okay. all three. Get all Nothing. three for a low plot for 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 one low price of fifty nine ninety nine. Like here's the fun part, right? Like it, it'll be on top and bottom, so like it'll be like hair and beard, except yeah, for, for Br- except for mine. You have the neck yeah. beard. I just have the one on top. Yeah, and then it, somehow hopefully they can get the cowlick, right? But you got to do the neck beard though. The neck, ah, I don't know. I guess no mustache. But do we go? Do we go erotic and offer downstairs? No, but what we do though is that they're. I'm on board. <laughs> they're sponsored by McDonald's. See, Chia Pet Movie Guy Head Movie Guys, Chia Pet Pod Pass Heads, are sponsored also by McDonald's. So you get them with your Happy Meal. You get them with your Happy Meal, but they're only available per region, east, uh, mid, uh, 
mid mid country and then in west coast so you have to collect all three so like we do oh so you have to travel to get so like i'm only available in like california utah area west coast yeah you're like minnesota to chicago and then he's florida so it's like the monopoly game how they say oh you can only get park place in the east coast you got to go to west coast to get boardwalk absolutely oh gotcha i think that's the way to go is to have our faces you know because then they can have like a prize now i don't know what prize we could have I mean, there's nothing really special that we have. That's not true. Give me an example. Like, what kind of prize would he give give someone who goes out of their way to travel across country to get the Jordan Chia, the brother Brandon Chia, and the best friend Ryan Chia? Spray paint gold microphone. A golden microphone. Is it functional? Yeah. Okay. A, A year gold- supply of Nickelodeon's splat. Yeah, that's not bad. Splat's not all right. bad. Splat's not bad at all. The actual goo. The actual like like the slime. Like, like is the one you pull out of the, the plastic air tub. The supply of the slime. Yeah. How long does the slime last? Typically a month, depending on how dirty it gets. Okay. We okay. have to double up so, three a month. So we're up. gonna go ridiculous and do the chia pet. Because that's just amazing. That makes sense though. Yeah, that's that's so. Or we can do the clap on, clap off. It's the clapper. There you go. Shuts yeah. the lights off. It, it, yeah, oh my god. See, and then yeah, yeah, and then we like round out with a year supply of splat because the reason why you want a year supply is when I was a kid, I sometimes I got new containers and the moment I pulled it out, it would fall in the dirt. That's true, and that's ruined forever. Right. So then, if that happens, you're yeah. like, wait, I got a year supply. But we're gonna get a golden ticket scenario too. So we got the chia pets and your happy meals, and you can only get them those so- in those regions. However, though, you have to also watch an old TV commercial. And there's going to give you an old phone number from the 90s. The, I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, commercials. All senior citizens should have life alert. Right? Put our number on it. We're going to play a thousand different commercials. But we'll put our real number there once. And people call, 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 call. And the first person dialed the real number. It, it, should be li- it should be a life alert commercial with Smell-O-Vision. Yes. Smell-O-Vision. Do you remember that, by the way? The little cards. The little cards you actually can yep. smell with the show. Like, I was watching Hey Arnold, and it said, scratch this at this point in the show, and it smelled like trash, because New York. There was a movie that did that <laughs> when when we were kids, but I can't remember what it was. They didn't do it in theaters. They only did it on the home video release. It was a... We're it was... back, a dinosaur story? Huh? We're back, a dinosaur story. Was it We're Back? I think I, it I don't remember what... I just remember there there was a cartoon movie wow. that came with smell, that came with huh. a little card. You could scratch. But if you win the Life Alert Help I Fall in contest, along with the Chia Pets, then you get to be a special guest on the um, show. Yeah, and they, they don't even get to pick the topic. We're going to force it on them. Yes, right, and, right, you have, yeah. and you have to play for your own and you have to pay for your own fucking flight. Exactly, you that have to book your to own hotel. That's be fine yeah. for it. And you're, you have to, no matter what, you have to fly Southwest. Mmm, even more of a challenge. <laughs> everybody <laughs> get right. that joke. I'm glad everybody got the joke. You have to fly Southwest, coach. Have to, you know. You have to. You ha- your seat will automatically be next to an engine. And you have to fly into the Toledo airport. Mm. Does Southwest fly in there? I guess it's small enough. It doesn't matter. That's how you have to fly into the uh, Toledo airport with Southwest, and Mater has to pick you up. Well, that's just abuse at that point. <laughs> hey, it's all about how you really. If you're but a I true guess podcast I was gonna fan. say if they're committed enough to travel to get the three Chias. And to figure out the real, to sit there and call all the numbers till they got to the real one, because I'm assuming we wouldn't put that one out until like 50 in. Yeah, 50 in out of like out of like out of like 100 numbers, you know, and then yeah. you call and it's like, hello, hey, is this podcast? You win. <laughs> I guess they're if they're that committed, they're going to be willing to put right. up with with Mater. Yeah, 
You have to. But, it, but, but of course, the stipulation of the fine print of the contest has to be, you know, 18 to 25 blonde and big tits, right? I mean, we don't want, like, some dude, right? Well, I mean, if they, if, they're, if they know what they're talking about, they can totally have blonde hair and big titties, but I would just prefer, because, like, we can see them. But the audience can't see them. Well, I don't care about the audience at this point. I just want to have some TNA. What? You, you can't say that now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Are we recording right now? <clears throat> Personal note, edit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, change the subject real quick. Uh, because everybody has downloaded this episode to talk about uh, the top two things that we would remake. But before we get into that today... Uh, to die? To die. Um... <laughs> I got a chance to bullshit with Rick today, and I had a good time. We had a good laugh. We got a little drunk this afternoon, and Who's it was Rick? fun. Rick is my next-door neighbor across the street that I'm at war with. Mm. and uh, Making he, friends with the enemy. Yeah, well, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. What do you guys think of friends with you guys? Uh, cool. Well, what he's is? your brother. I'm, I'm naturally an enemy. I still fucking hate the motherfucker. Okay. I mean, look at him. Do you I guys mean. want to talk about it, or is, does this date back to the time he touched you, or... <laughs> Touched me? Yeah, you were telling me under, uh, near the like underneath the the deck at the swim t- uh, swim pool. You're like he he touched me appropriately. I didn't know how to feel about deck it. Deck of the swimming pool. Yeah. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. This has been repressed for years. All right, then. it's actually coming back up. I so, feel a little choky right now. So uh, anyway, I was talking to Rick, and uh, he's like, "So you mowed your lawn today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did. I mowed the lawn today." He goes, "Yeah, I mowed mine yesterday. Clipped it at a three, though. I saw." And I'm like, yeah, I did, Rick. He goes, oh, what? the old three setting. I was like, I was like, yeah, I did, Rick. He goes, why don't you do it too? Pussy. Called uh, you a pussy? Mm. I think he wants to fuck you. No, no, no. I honestly believe he, he was wants. Joking. He wants. He came over. He came over with the twelver. Oh, the twelver. He came over the twelver, and 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 him and I killed the twelver in about two hours. We were sitting outside with the with the bay open here, and we were just sitting and talking because he saw me mowing today, and he came over. He, Hey, Jordan, you want like a couple of beers? Yeah, Rick, that's cool. You know, brought brought Miller Lite over, you know, and we hit with, let's pull up the chairs. That's where the chair's out there. And we are just talking, and uh, so anyway, so the fans know, I have a neighbor across the street from me. Uh, that house, his landscaping's amazing, and the guy's always out there. He mows four times a week. Jeez. And uh, it's just, everything's immaculate. And my house outside has never been that great. So this year, I have really, really gone to war. For To, to help the listeners, Jordan Giard is barely above adequate. Mm. I would say. Better now with that mulching. He <laughs> brought that up. He goes, so you fired the first shot this year with, how much you spend in mulch? And I said about $100. He goes, damn, that's a good one right there. I like that black mulch. I can't I like your you new... spent that much on mulch. I have to. I'm not even done you yet. You don't have to do anything. It has to look pristine, sir. I'm at war with Rick, that fucking dick. Rick the dick. <laughs> He's, he's probably our number one listener. He probably, him and I just give each other shit. He's he's, he's a really fun guy. But it's just really fun because um, the reason why I just wanted to say it because it's just really fun to sit there with the neighbor across the street who was 50 years old who just cares about his yard. And I just, some punk 30-year-old that moved in across the street a couple years ago and trying to beat him. Clearly, I'm going to lose because he has more money than I do. Does he have a, a an awesome Christmas stand? Christmas display? You don't even want to see his Christmas shit, dude. He has that fucking... Like eight foot Santa. Oh, okay. How do you how do you compete with that? What have you done in these past two years? To Nothing. Be like, I have failed. But this year, like he's have said, you been like saving to build? Like it's like you you were 
the Padawan. Yeah. Now you're going to become the Jedi this year. No, yeah, definitely Jedi this year because the mulching is done. It looks great. I got the new disc lights. Oh, my God, my disc lights. I love those fucking yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, you, you told me. I love those <laughs> disc lights. And see, the good thing about my disc lights, there's these little lights in the mulch here, people. They're the size of a hockey puck. And they're perfectly placed with the lights that I have on the siding so they're not shining down on top of each other. They're commenting each other. It's beautiful. It's it's it's, it's a beautiful feng shui. <laughs> Did you get this out of Home and Garden magazine? <laughs> Home and Garden is actually solder, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, but so uh, you did. What? So, <laughs> and I planted the flowers. And did you guys see the new flower basket I have hanging above the door there? Oh, uh-huh. I, I saw you drowning the shit out of your flowers yesterday. Um, no, 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 no. The new ones I just got. Oh, by the, the back. Pe- oh, they're they're huge. Cost me twenty bucks. Jordan was spraying one flower so hard that the petals were falling. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, grow, goddammit! it, grow. I don't think that's how you do it. No, I gotta get miracle grow. You know, so it was just fun to or sit there. Or just not spray it directly. Hey, hey, I'm trying to beat him. But you know, the guy's a fucking pool. Guy's a fucking tiki bar back there and shit. The guy's kicking my ass. <laughs> Plus, he has no fucking weeds in his yard. He has no dandelions. He has no mushrooms. <sighs> Motherfucker, I hate that prick. Is he retired? No, he just he's uh, he's actually a pharmaceutical salesman. Oh wow! So he doesn't work much. He's got a lot of money too. Yeah, that's why I'm losing. <laughs> That's why you can go out and spend three hundred dollars on a six, eight foot Santa, yeah. and I spend twenty bucks on, on a, a twenty four pack of Bud Light or Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime sponsors <laughs> podcast. Zima. Oh, I got Zima. What's Zima? It's uh from the nineties. It's uh it's like a near beer. Oh, no, it is. It's an alcoholic beverage. It's kind of like Mike's Hard Lemonade, but it, it's crystal. It's clear. Okay. I've never had one, so I don't know what it tastes like. So it's, so it's like a Sparks in a way. Sparks? Sparks energy drink. It's it's it's, it's Sparks, uh, but it's alcoholic. Oh. That's a thing? Yeah. Like Four Loko's an alcoholic energy drink, but they've changed the formula since they got in trouble. Yeah, Brandon learned that the hard way. Was that Four Loko? Yeah. Oh. He he stripped naked, ran down Main Street. Huh. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, we... Um, <laughs> He was, I guess after this, we'll go into the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, uh, long story short, um, I'm sorry. have to do it. Please don't uh, hit the table. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, Brother Brandon was making a movie. The movie did not turn out the way he wanted it to. Uh, so we just said, fuck it. And he wanted to get drunk. So I decided to be an older brother. And he hasn't learned his, his issues. Because I already showed him the Grim Ripper. You don't ever trust Jordan. Jordan will fuck you up. What's the Grim Ripper? From last year. Huh? Two eggs on a sling. Oh. Oh, oh. You don't, you don't ever trust I was Jordan. Trying, I, thought you, I thought you showed him the Grim Reaper before he got drunk and, and no. streaked. You're t- okay. No, no. So, uh, fucking... Um, and, and we had this on videotape, but Brandon destroyed, the, the, destroyed it the next day. Uh, but uh, pretty much what happened was, is he wanted to get fucked up, so uh, this guy who we called Hood Zombie, and I decided to give Brandon... Uh, four, four locos. You drink four of those things? I don't know. He did. <laughs> different flavors. We want to have him try different flavors. And this was before the lawsuit. So, Brother Brandon, uh, gets fucking lit. It was hilarious. And he has to go pee. And he comes out of the bathroom, naked, and he goes, look at this! <laughs> He's just flapping his <laughs> balls around, dancing in the middle of the front office, naked. Just dancing. And we're like, what are you doing? Right? Uh, pistols all over the walls. 
what? in the bathroom. Yes, yes. I don't remember any of this. We had this on tape. We showed you the next day, and you took the disc out, and you went snap. I actually think it's probably a lot more mild, and you're just exaggerating it. No! Uh, anyway, the end of the night was, when he's drunk, he's freakishly strong, like Hulk strong. It took, <laughs> it took four men, including Husky, to stop him from going out, and it did not work. He was naked. Four of us on top of a naked man, drunk, to try to get him to stop. He wouldn't. He fight, He then opens the door in the middle of winter, runs down the street, and says, My wife's being raped! I gotta get her! My wife's <laughs> being raped! And we're like, what? So here I am, running him down. We finally catch him at where Ice Cream Crossings is. And we bring him back. And he passes out. We had... It's not as funny as that one, but we were when we were in Germany, when I was 17, um, it used to be, it's not now, but it used to be you could drink um, beer at 16, now it's 18 like it is with liquor, and we had our going away party at a teenage boy's house whose parents were on vacation, mm. so you can imagine how out of hand that got, and uh, we got incredibly drunk. We were playing this game uh, called, uh, they called it Kartenpuffel, it's, uh, it's, uh, you, you get a bottle of beer because I don't have cans over there. You stick a deck of cards on top of it, and you have one breath to blow one card off. It's a lot harder than it sounds, because <laughs> if you don't blow one off in your one breath, you have to take a shot. If you blow all of them off, you have to take a shot, and you have to chug the beer. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and we were drinking, like, we we went through vodka. We went through two-fifths oh, of vodka. Did drink vodka? Yeah. And uh, then they switched to this thing called corn. Don't know what the fuck it actually is. <laughs> it tastes like Everclear. I don't know if you oh, ever had Everclear. It was probably oh, Everclear. Yeah. Yeah, I took one shot of it, I spat it out. I'm done. I'm out. And then, uh, so I started wandering. I have I have this on uh, videotape because I was recording constantly the whole time we were there. And uh, I go in this room. There's uh, a lot of the Americans that were there are sitting there. They're all drunk. Now, you got to remember, we're all 17. This is probably like the first time we've ever been drunk, <laughs> you know, not in a protected area. And so I convinced my cousin Jared, you guys have met him, mm-hmm. to go streaking because <laughs> uh, his... Uh, his um, host fan, his host brother, uh, Tilo, brought up the idea about oh it'd be funny if we went streaking, and I just ran with it. And I got him, I got him to go streaking. He did it. He did it. His dick licked the German air. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is, ran down. That's nice. He ran down four blocks. Nice. Before he came back. But here's the funny part, right? He like I'm recording. We're all talking like you know they're gonna do this, gonna do that, blah blah, blah whatever. And then my cousin just like throws his pants off. He's like, let's do this, boys, and just takes off running. Uh, and then I took his clothes and ran the other way. Nice. Yeah. You would do that. I did. You and like, so I like I was drunk too, but I handed the camera off to his host brother because he was like aching everybody on at that point. And on the video, you see my cousin's white ass just, you know, running through the, the street lamps. And then you hear him shout, well, give him my clothes back at least. And then you just see like this orange blur that's me running across the screen, running away with his clothes. <laughs> did the, the Germans make fun of him because he was circumcised? No, no. Actually, I didn't see him for the rest of the party until we had to leave at like five in the morning. Oh my god! Yeah, he was he was he was still naked because I still had his clothes. <laughs> you would do that. He was just like he was standing there. Like when I walked across, like near the end, I was like yeah. trying to round people up because we had to leave because my host mom came and picked us up. And like uh, I round the corner, he's just standing there with his dick in his hand, like holding his balls. He's like, "Hey, you have my clothes?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Here you go." If I could sum you up in one word of who you are, best friend Ryan. It would be assassin. Assassin. The reason why I say this is because you're not the obnoxious party drunk like I am. You're not the 
I'm going to whip my dick out and slap it left or right drunk like Brandon is. You're the... I'm going to sit here, get drunk, and just wait for my time drunk. And then once the opportunity precedes itself, you will jump on that, and it will be hilarious. Like situations like this. Because he does that all the time, even when mm. you're sober. You are, in the definition, an assassin. You're deadly. Oh, okay. Because that's terrible. I don't know. It was. It was awful. But it was funny at the same you time. You do it all the time. Yeah. How many times have you fucked with your wife? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Give me give me one quick two-sentence thing that you fucked with her recently that just, or sometime that just made her go, oh my god, Ryan. Oh, well, that happens all the time. I right? Talk, yeah, I talk about like like uh, doing gay stuff all the time. Not, yeah, and you're just doing that to get a rise out of her. Yeah. Like, well, she has this thing where like when I, when I irritate her, she'll be like, She'll be like her, her. One of her big comebacks is she'll say, "Go suck a dick." Sure. Like you know, so, and you know, normally it's just like, "Hey, well, let's calm down." You know, but, but I'll say like, "Do you have a person in mind?" Or like, "I've been trying and just nobody's responding to my Craigslist ad." <laughs> Things like that. See. I've now you've mentioned too before uh, of how how much you influenced your wife to be just as gross or as absurd yes, as you. Yes, she has. She has blossomed like a flower since oh, yeah. I've been with her. See, same thing with me. Just uh, last night, I had to take a poo. So I was pooing, and Shari was like, you taking a shit? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. She goes, well, I gotta pee. Hurry up. And I was like, it's gonna be a while. And then she opens the door. I forgot to lock it. Opens the door, and she's like, spread those legs, and I'll be pissing between them. Oh my god. <laughs> At least, now this might be a little, this might be a little TMI. When we first started dating, like after we First, like had intimate relations and things like that. What's that? Uh, well, when a man loves a woman, Jordan, <laughs> um, I'm surprised your mom never told you about. I've that. been married for five years. I don't. I don't. I, I don't have, have relations. Yes. You have a kid too. We have a kid from praying to baby Jesus. Continue though. It was the stork. The stork the did. Stork. Stork's name was Benjamin. Benjamin the stork. Oh, okay. Yeah, is Benjamin that, the Stork. Is that from the, no, the movie I The just, Storks? No, I just made, made that up. up. His name oh. is Benjamin. I'm sorry. Not everything has to be a reference. I apologize. Yeah. Um, But uh, she was... There was one day, she was just like minding her own business. I think she was washing the dishes or something at her parents' house. And I just stealthily walked up to her. But like like a fucking assassin yeah. would. Like, because she... Well, she has hearing problems anyway. She has, she has hearing aids. She has, I think... Like seventy five percent hearing loss across the Could you just like ears. could you just like get a like a you know, get like get get like uh get like a cooking pan and just bang it and she doesn't react. Oh no, she'll hear that. Damn. It's right. uh she can hear high pitch sounds. It's mm -hmm. lower pitches that she has trouble hearing. A lot. Gotcha. Um but like I just like I stealthily snug up on her and I, I just like grabbed her like in the perineum. So is, you grabbed her in the pussy? No, not in the pussy. I gra it's the the perineum is the uh, grundle. The fleshy fun bridge between <laughs> between the butthole and, and the vagina. Oh, the gooch for the guys. The gooch, yeah. It's the per yeah. It's the technical term is the perineum. I grabbed her. I just grabbed her, and, like so, forcibly, yeah, and, and her perineum, and I made like a squelching noise, like <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she jumped and screamed, but ever <laughs> since then. She has not been afraid to do the same thing to me. Sure. It's like, I'll, I'll be standing there my own business. Next thing I know, she's trying to reach a finger in my butthole. <laughs> yeah. Doing a fart noise. No, she doesn't do the fart noises. Ow. She thinks that's a step too far. <laughs> I still do the fart noises. I, um, one time, uh, I wanted to see what Gina's reaction would be. 
Uh, so I took a poo and uh, wiped myself pretty good. And uh, I said, hey, Gina. She was what? Something's not right. You need to come and take a look at this. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, I'm coming. So that's when I decided to completely pull my pants down. And I bend over. Oh, no. And I grab my cheeks and I spread right open. So when she opened up the door, there was the brown eye. And I made a wink at her. After, right after an evacuation? <laughs> it was quite funny. She, um, that's probably why she hates me now. I was you, like, you don't do it after that. <laughs> I wanted to show her my brown eye. Ugh. Oh my god, that's not funny to you? Not I think that's hilarious. Nah. I don't uh. I thought that was hilarious. I also did the signs of the lambs thing to her. That freaked her out. And you tucked it? Yeah. Like, well, oh, I got I got her pretty good the other day. Uh I think it was before we came here last week or two weeks ago before we went to your place. Um she she got this brand new lipstick. It's like kind of like a dark purple. She wears lipstick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When we go out and stuff, she normally wears like um gloss. Yeah, lip gloss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but she she really likes lipsticks. And she got this new color in the mail. She was trying it on, and uh, I was just, uh, I was peeing. We got this big, big mirror that spans like one entire yeah, wall in our that. bathroom. I hate when I pee at your house because look at my cock when I pee. Yeah, and so I could see her when she was doing stuff, and she's sitting there just like like leaning towards the mirror, just like putting it on, mm-hmm. and it's very quiet. And I just go, "Would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me." <laughs> and she just loses it. Because she knows. She knows the reference, yeah. Good. Good, good. Because you have to have the reference. I mean, like, have you done anything else to fuck with the oh, missus? We're verbally abusive to each other. Verbally? Yeah. Okay, so, so I mean, like, it's, it's, uh, it's things like just back and forth banter. Like, I, you know, like she does something, and I'll just be like, if you don't stop, I'm going to fart in your mouth. And then, I'll, she'll, as you know, she'll do something, or I'll do something, and she'll be like, if you don't stop, I'm going to rub my clit in your eyeball. Like, things like that. Oof. Those are all bad things? That's aggressive. That's how it works for us. It works for you? Yeah. I guess. I mean, like, all right, I just want to be like my brown eye. I mean, that's what I do. Hmm. No? I don't know. It's just weird that right after a poo, though. Why? It's clean. Uh. It's clean. There's no poo in the toilet paper. Your butthole's clean. Ah, there's something weird about it, though. Is there? Yeah. I feel nice and relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel great. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but it would be like after a shower. No, no, no. You have to do it right there so you got that you, you got that poop particle stank it's just in the air. You know what I mean? So it opens up the door, right there's the brown eye. Just so you're hitting her not only with a smell, but a visual. Let me, like, and I also ask, winking at her. How far How far did you bend over? Could you see her between your legs? <laughs> okay. Mm. That would have been funny. She was like, ah! Because, like, cause, no, I can, I, so it's still gross, but I, the visual of her walking in with you bent all the way over with your leg spread and your face just smiling at her. Yeah. It's a funny visual, but it's not, like, it's, the, the act is still kind of gross. I just want to, because I feel that if you don't fuck with your spouse, then what's really the point? Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, like, you just fucking have to fuck with them. You're under the same roof with someone. You gotta get creative. I cannot believe I convinced her to watch The Origin of the Dildo with me on HBO one time. That was, that was amazing. I cannot believe she agreed to that, because uh, I was fucking with her. I was like, hey, look, it's called The Origin of the Dildo. Let's check this out. She's like, okay, let's do it. What? We didn't have sex afterward. Oh, that's a shame. You guys didn't get to use your dildo. No, we don't. We bought one. Black Mamba? No. Oh. <laughs> we bought a pink one with balls. 
with a suction cup. <laughs> with balls. <laughs> it's a suction cup. So you can put it on the wall and she can fuck it. Huh. We bought it with the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey uh, sex game. There's a sex You two need to stop doing this show right now. I'm telling you. Oh, and play amongst the three of us. No. Oh, okay. I'm not interested anymore. No. You two need to stop the show. We need to stop the show. You need to go to Cirilla's on Reynolds in Toledo, sponsored by Pop Pass, and buy the Fifty Shades of Grey sex game for 40 bucks. It'll be the greatest 40 bucks you ever spend in your life. Is it just like bondage stuff? No. Uh, sometimes it is. But what it is... Okay, so I'm going to make this... This is a serious point, but there's a point to it. Um, I am supposed to get my cock sucked every year on my birthday. I have not had my cock sucked in four years. Until a month ago. Oh, man. That explains so much. Twice in one night because of that game. So what it is, it's 40 bucks. You buy the game, right? It comes with one dice, right? And it has different colors on it. The colors match these envelopes. It says dice and envelopes. That's the game. You have the you have um, the darker the color envelope, the dirtier the sex stuff is. So you roll a die, and you got you got white, you got light gray, you got yellow, you got dark gray, and you got black. Those are the colors. And also on the die is pink. There's a pink one which is her choice, ah. not his choice, mm. her choice. So you roll the die, and whatever you roll, you got to pick that color from the envelope. And then you read what you're supposed to do to your partner, right? So there was some little stuff that wasn't that big of a deal, but there was other stuff that was like, whoa. Like, for example, um, I pulled, um, I, I, I rolled a white one, and it said, uh, strip your partner naked. You guys will love this. Strip your partner naked, have her lay on her stomach, right? Get one of her hairbrushes. And put it in her butthole. I would love that. Oh. And you take the one part that it's bristles, and you just slowly up and down her back, right? And then when you feel a little squirrely, you flip it around when it's flat and slap her in the ass with it. Gina fucking loved it. Loved it. She was like, oh my God, this is so fucking great. <laughs> she loved that. This little household items, you know? And then you got some other ones where it's like, uh, what was another one where it said, um, we didn't do this one because Riley was asleep and it would make too much noise. There was one where Gina rolled a black one and it said to uh, take the shower head thing off and just literally just, just put that almost in your pussy and just let the water flow. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Uh, but then the whole point of the story is she rolled a die and it said, get a cup of warm water. This is what it told her to do. Get a cup of warm water, bring it to the bedroom, put two fingers into the cup. And put those fingers on her butthole. There's no butthole. Oh. She's going to shove them down your pee hole? No. She, and then you're supposed to trickle it on your cock. And then you're supposed to suck the water off. Hmm. Hmm. And after, and the next day, I said, hey, I, I haven't got my dick sucked for me in four years. What what the fuck? She goes, the card told me to. Nice. That pissed me off a little bit. And then I said, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. The Fifty Shades of Grey game told you to suck my cock. So you did it. But your husband has been on his hands and knees for four years begging. <laughs> and you don't. That's a sad sign. That's a sad... Like, that doesn't make any sense. And she goes, well, the card told me to do it. But, babe... I'm like, wait, wait a minute. And then I brought your guys' wives into it. And I was like, so if 
So if Ryan's wife and if Brandon's wife comes up to you and says, you really need to suck Jordan's cock tonight, would you do it? She goes, well, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not a game. <laughs> there has to be something to win. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, that just boggled my mind that, you know, no cock sucking for four years. But then she rolls a dice, which was the yellow card, so it was not even medium hardcore. And it's like, suck your guy's cock. And, and, and she does. And it's like, what the fuck? What would the card tell me to do it? You should you should just walk around with a card and be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what laughs> Some of the black ones are pretty extreme. Like, you should, like for Christmas, you should give her... Because, like, when I was a kid, I used to make coupons for my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she could, like, free hug, oh. things like that. Just, like, just make, like, a, job. a flip club. Just, like, yeah, 10 minutes, uh, lick and tip. Mm. And just cash it in. Yeah, just put it right there. It's just, a card, right? Yeah, it's it, a card. It's a coupon. Yeah. It only lasts, it, it expires in a month. So you It's a Christmas use, gift, so. It's a Christmas gift, yeah. Right, and right. there and there's no gift receipt, no returns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's amazing that a $40 game told her to do it. But when we bought that game, we only did not just buy that game. We also bought uh, a cock ring that didn't work, so we threw that away. <laughs> it didn't fucking work. It was one of those... Uh, you, must it, have, you must have over overestimated the size of your Johnson. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> you know, like in every store you go to, you have your main shit that you buy, but then when you go to the cashier, you have the impulse buy shit. You impulse bought a cock ring? <laughs> she did. She goes, she, goes, she goes, here you go. And I'm like, what's this thing? She goes, it's a cock ring. It's supposed to vibrate your balls. I'm like, all right, how much is it? She goes, $3, so it's cheap. I put the fucker on, it, it didn't fucking work. Well, the cock ring is just supposed to hold the blood in so your dick gets harder and stays harder I longer. I know the purpose of it, but oh, this okay. one had a little vibrator. It's supposed to go to the sh- to, 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 all the way to the base, oh. and, then, and then the little vibrator thing, which is about this big, I don't know if fans can, it's about this big, that's supposed to go behind your nuts. Oh. So when you're fucking her, your nuts are getting vibrated. You see what I'm saying? It was a $3 impulse buy by the cashier, right? So she got that, and then she was like, I really want lube, you know? So then she buys fucking lube for all holes. Oh, even her ears? For anal and vaginal intercourse. Oh, okay. And then then she she surprised me, and she was like, how about this? (laughs) It's a floppy dildo. The the wiggly sausage. And uh, it's this, it's this, it's this fucking... Eight-inch pink dildo with nuts that has a suction cup, and she took it off. Makes me feel bad. So, to get back on track a little bit, uh, this is a question like a lot of my movie for, uh, movie buddies always ask: is like, there is always a movie out there that you've seen, and I'm sure for for listeners too, there's a movie that you've seen, and you're like, man, this just doesn't vibe well with me, and it becomes like this discussion of if you had free range. If, if you were given any kind of amount of money that you needed, free range on actors, equipment, what movie or movies would you remake? So, I think, uh, let's start off with you, Ryan. Alright, so, okay, so thinking about this question, I tried, I tried really hard to think of a movie I would genuinely, like, I watched and I just thought, you know, I could make that better. Mm-hmm. Like, there are movies, like, every, every time you see a movie, you're like, oh, they could have improved it this way could have been better this way um but i've never like i've never really been like i i I like to feel like i don't have much of an ego in terms like in terms of like i'm thinking like i can do better than people and stuff like that um so i've never come out of a movie thinking like oh if i had made this would be better well 
let me let me rephrase. Not so much just any like, a movie that really. I, okay, let me say it this way: a movie that disappointed you. Yes, I have one. Okay. That's the one. That, yeah. More so, so that's how I've always treated it. Like uh, there's like you said, there's always even movies I love. There's always something about a section I'm like that doesn't quite work. But overall, a movie that maybe you were excited for going into it, and it completely disappointed you. That's how I've looked at most of mine. Like things I would be like, no, this needs to be redone. And see, I think I think my pick is kind of strange, but I feel passionate about it because I've told the, I've told this to several people. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is the biggest disappointment in my cinema going life. Um, there's this book I read. Uh, it came out in 2005. It's called I Love You, Beth Cooper. I was still in high school when it came out. It's a high school set story. Um, takes place over the course of one night about the nerd fall. Like he he. Uh, tells his, his feelings to the girl of his dreams and like they spend the night running around and doing hijinks and stuff like that. Um, it's a very good book. It's funny. It's very well written. Um, the guy who wrote it, uh, Larry Doyle, he, he's a... T- oh, um, I have a book of his. Go Mutants. Go Mutants, yep. yep. Um, that's the second book. Um, he, uh, he used to write for The Simpsons. What did I write down? Uh, Simpsons. He wrote a couple episodes of Beavis and Butthead, Rugrats, Daria... Mm. Um, though the two films he wrote are Duplex and Looney Tunes back in action, so it kind of balances out. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I'm not 100% sure if he wrote the script for um, I Love You, Beth Cooper, the, the film. Um, but the film itself does follow uh, the plot of the book very, like rather closely. Um, like the events are all the same. They're all in the same order. It's just that the tone or like the style it's 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 made in doesn't really work because it's the book is pretty much an homage to like it's a cross between sort of like the John Hughes of the eighties mm. and the films like Risky Business yeah those kind of harder R versions of Teenage Life with the wholesomeness of the John Hughes um, but Chris Columbus is trying to make kind of like a PG thirteen Judd Apatow movie the Chris Columbus style in general is is very doesn't mesh well. Kind of bland. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, but I was kind of excited because, like, when I first got it, because he came up with John Hughes. Like, John Hughes got him his first job. He wrote films for John Hughes before John Hughes gave him the job directing um, uh, Home Alone. Uh, and I don't know if John Hughes produced The Wiz or not. But, um, so I was like, okay. And I like the first Harry Potter movies. Uh, again, they're not the greatest, but they're enjoyable and they're competently made. So I thought, okay, he could probably pull this off. No. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a very boring movie. It's, it's just wrong on like it's it's one of those things where you watch it and you're just it's like like a slow motion car crash essentially it's like you know where it's going you know what's gonna happen and you're just like hoping it's not going to be this way isn't she a porn star or they think she's a porn star no that's the girl next door sorry that's the girl next door which i actually like that movie and uh yeah and i i don't like the guy they picked to play the main character i get why they did it uh because in the book he's an unattractive teenage boy and this guy has a giant nose he's really skinny um, but I also would not have cast Hayden Pantier because I don't think... Because Coop, Beth Cooper is supposed to be, like, the dream girl, the cheerleader. There's this, this hot... Uh, Britney Spears type. Kind of like Britney Spears. The, kind, the one that you would give your left testicle. The one that you allow to give you AIDS. Yeah, the one you would give your left <laughs> testicle just to smell her fart, essentially. Yeah. And, like, but she's supposed to be... She's supposed to be, it turns sexy and funny and serious and all that stuff and I just I, I don't get that out of Hayden Pantier I don't know if it's just my because like Hayden Pantier is not a bad actress I have nothing against her as an actress as an actor um, it's just I don't think she's right for that part I think she's perfect for the part though because have you seen Scream 4? she's fucking gorgeous 
And I'm so disappointed in her career because after Screen 4, I was like, wow, who is this? This is amazing. And I've not seen her since, really. She's on Nashville. She's on a TV show. See, I, I, She's on a TV yeah. show. Okay. She plays like a Taylor Swift type music <gasps> person. Does um, she? But yeah, that's. I've always felt like if I had one carte blanche, I would readapt this movie. And I would, I would try to go exactly what I said, more of a risky business feel. Especially if I get an R rating, I can understand why they went PG thirteen because you, it's, it's you could possibly get away with it, but not really because there's a lot of violence in the book. Because in the movie he's getting tracked down by Beth's boyfriend, who's an army guy who's high on drugs. <laughs> in the movie they don't make that explicit. There's just a line where she's like, "Are you on something?" But in the like, in the book, like he's he he's high on cocaine. It's very explicitly stated. He's cheating on Beth at a party, um, and there's a when when they arrive to the party uh, in the movie, the same same part in the book. Um, there's a Blumpkin reference. Nice. Yeah. A Blumpkin. A Blumpkin That's reference. That's one of my favorite book. sex positions. Sex yeah. acts. Sex acts, yeah. And it's just, yeah, I feel like if it was more in line with the 80s sort of risky business yeah. meets, uh, like, Pretty in Pink sort of thing. Yeah, and I, and when you went to the rating, there's this, our rating is starting to come back into more popularity now. I think a lot of studio, studios are starting to realize our rating can have money uh, be made towards it. But at the time that Beth Cooper was made, uh, PG, you know, R wasn't. There was that moment where, like, I think, like 2005 to like 2014, for some reason, R is a big no-no. Well, the thing is, because he's trying, he it feels like when you watch it, he it feels like he's trying to go for that Judd Apatow, that yeah. sort of raunchiness with heart. But you need an R rating for that. Yeah, right. Breakfast Club was R. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? Well, it's the 80s and stuff like that. Like the 80s, they and were all they did was smoke pot and say fuck a couple of times. Yeah, no. You get it, but like if PG thirteen, you can only say fuck. I know, but it's like it's nothing like Beth Cooper, where there is violence and all that other sort of hardcore stuff compared to. Because I would like to argue that Beth Cooper is more hardcore in its content than Breakfast Club. Well, which I mean, was our. most most studio temples, like uh, I mean, Avengers: The Infinity Wars is more hardcore than Breakfast Club in terms of violence. But we there's no blood, so they look down on it. Like it, it's not as Big of a deal. And there's no as, drugs. As somebody saying fuck. You yeah. Know, or which fuck is a, you. Which is like bad. That. But like, you can't do the Judd Apatow style with the PG-13 rating. Because mm. you need the you yeah. need to be able to say fuck. You need to be able to make, be able to make dick jokes explicitly and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I actually kind of dig Beth Cooper. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Though. I don't know. <laughs> One of the biggest disappointments of my life. So who, uh, to, to round off your... Uh, your your section here like who would you replace as the male lead see i try to think about it. i i don't know like that many young actors working right now that are like because because dennis cooverman it's main character he's a nerd mm-hmm. he's he's not attractive he sweats a lot and so like my first instinct was um tom holland play spider-man yeah. but he's he's fucking pretty it yeah. can't he can't be him <laughs> and so like i don't know i don't know i got it a, a young version, of, like a twenty-two-year-old version, because a twenty-two-year-old could play a high school. Yeah, kid, he's right? eighteen. He's the movie. Yeah. The, the movie. The book starts at graduation. Okay, at eighteen. So a young, uh, uh, from the pianist, Adrian Brody. Thank you. Probably. I mean, possibly. That big beak. But he doesn't. That weird face. That hair. In the book, he does have a slightly large nose, but it's not a, like a prominent feature. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Eh. I was I don't know his name, but he's in uh he's actually in a movie that I really like called Fanboys. 
And um, he's the one that... Oh, is he the one from Jungle to Jungle? No. Is it Chris Market, the one that has cancer? Yes. Oh, okay. Was, spoiler alert, yes. Well, the the main character, Dennis Cooperman, he has a he has a friend named Richie who um, turns out to be gay. Everybody says he's gay, but he says he's not gay. But by the end of it, he finds out he's gay. He figures out he's gay. Um, and uh, he just walks around quoting movies a lot. Like, when somebody says something, he'll say, oh, you know, Batman 89, or he'll just say a line and say the movie, whatever. Um, I think Chris Marquette could be, a young Chris Marquette could yeah. be good in that Jonah Hill? Hmm? Young Jonah Hill, super bad Jonah Hill? Maybe Michael Sarah might have been actually a good choice. Yeah. Michael? No, what about, what about McLovin? Yeah. McLovin. Yeah, McLovin. Super bad McLovin. But when, when I was trying to figure out, when I was trying to think of who I could get to play it, uh, I was trying to think of, like, people now. Because McLovin's right. older than... I think he's your age. I think he's 30. Is he 31? Yeah. he's. I think he was born in 1988, 89, huh. something like that. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, because when, when they were shooting super bad, his mom had to be on set for a sex scene because he wasn't an adult yet. That came out in 05. Came out in 07. Okay, so he's not my age because, because, because in 05 I was 18. So he's born in 89. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, McLovin would probably be a good McLovin choice. McLovin would be a good yeah. choice. Mine's a TV show. I would actually remake and completely redo and retcon How I Met Your Mother. As a movie? The whole entire series is one two-hour movie? I don't know if a two-hour movie. I, I may do the series again, but a movie wouldn't be a bad idea. I would completely just forget about everything that they said because that show pissed me the fuck off. Hated that show. You hated the show entirely, not just the last season? No, the last season I said what I... I mean, because, like, you know, being being 31 years old... Friends came out in 1994 and it ended in 2004. So Friends was kind of not in my generation group, right? But How I Met Your Mother came out in 2005. And that was kind of, you know, into my generation, you know, area. So, so, so now How I Met Your Mother was my friend. You know what I mean? And they would have episodes that were great classic episodes because the show was called How I Met Your Mother. The opening shot is uh, two kids, a, a, a brother and a, and a sister... Sitting on the couch, and old Bob Sackett talking to him about how he met the mom, right? And there was glimpses throughout all nine seasons of, I, I found this yellow umbrella at a bar. And guess what, kids? That was your mother's. So it's like, oh, he's getting close to seeing the mother, you know? And it's like, and I dated this, uh, dated this one girl, and this one girl had a roommate. And guess what? Her roommate was your mother. It was like, oh my fucking god! That was the end of every episode. No, not oh. every episode, but there was like endings throughout. I would say in the mid season of every season, and then at the last episode of the season, they would always do like little cliffhangers like that of saying, you know, I, I found this or this is what leads to your mother. But after season four, they begin to realize that NPR, that NPH, Neil Patrick Harris is the star, and nobody else is. So then it just jumped focus, and it was all about Barney. Not even Jason Sequence. He was really up and coming around that time. He was popular, but everybody was talking about MPH. Huh. You know, that's my the way I took it, you know, because I wanted to see MPH, you know. And uh, it was just, it just became really, really bad, you know. And then, like, and like you know, the main guy who was Ted Mosby, who was telling the story about how, uh, about how he met the mom, was dating Robin, who was, you know, the, the Jennifer Aniston of the group. Okay. You know, kind of a thing. Anyway... The the last season is is all about a wedding, and it all takes place in a weekend. The whole season is a weekend. 96 hours. Wow. So that's for like a 20-some-plus episode season. That's weird. The mother comes in in the background and stuff like that, but then the last episode ever 
It's, it's, it's retarded. Because, you know, we know who the mom is now because she plays bass for the wedding that they're at. She plays bass in this band. But uh, the last episode is... A lot of stuff happens, but the last episode is... And he goes, well, your mom died of cancer. So, um, that's about it. And then they're like, it's okay, Dad. We know who you really love. This isn't about how you met Mom. This is about you being in love with Robin. You go get her, Dad. And he and, he, and then he lives his life with, with Robin, the girl that he... His, his Jennifer Aniston throughout the series. I would totally not do that. You just want to do that? No, that's stupid. Why would you... It's called How I Met Your Mother. It's not, hey, how I met this woman to give birth to you two, but I really secretly love this woman. <laughs> you don't... It's, a, it's like you don't have episodes where he goes to a bar and he's having a good time or whatever happens to the episode and then he picks up a yellow umbrella and he goes, and guess what, kids? That was your mom's yellow umbrella. And you make the audience go, ooh, he's going to meet the mom. You know what I mean? Well, they got to tune in next week. I know. And then, like, in season six, he, um, the main character is an architect. So he decides to quit, and he now is a professor teaching architecture at university. And he said, in my first day of my job, kids, your mom was in my class. <laughs> so it's like, it's like stupid shit like this that gets you so excited. And then you meet her, and she's she has cancer. She's going to die. It's like, Really? So you would you would you would do it you would redo the entire series you wouldn't try to conform all that into a like a nice maybe rom com no I would I would do this series I would not do nine I think nine is way too long still have the characters and how they turn out I think I think other characters turned out well Barney who I mean I know you don't know the show that well but he is the womanizer of the group yeah no woman can tame his heart he hates children well the last episode he gets some strange girl pregnant for the first time ever. She gives birth, and one woman did tame his heart. His little girl. I actually really like that moment I in did. this show. I did like, I really that. like it because I think he does a really good job acting. Because like he's like super like nervous and excited that he's having like he's nervous that the baby's not gonna be okay. The baby's gonna you know be you know come out looking wrong or whatever. Then they hand him the baby and like just I I really, like I didn't much care for Neil Patrick Harris as an actor before that, but like that just, there's just a little moment where yeah. he like it changes and he's he goes from being like manic to just like uh, happy scared. In, in the span of a, just that's, a fraction of a second. Oh, yeah, that's great, because Kazoo Patrick Harris wrote books about how to fuck women. Hence, the bro code. Oh, okay. Uh, the playbook. And you have to follow these plays to have sex with women. That was his whole thing. He was the playboy. And no woman could tame his heart besides his little girl. You know, <laughs> so like stuff like that was great. But you don't call the show How I Met Your Mother. Spend nine years. And Gina and I watched every episode. I mean, we loved all, I mean, nine years of our lives, almost a decade. That's a long fucking time. And just to say, this is the mom, she has cancer. It's like, fuck you. This is fucking stupid. Like, what the fuck? I mean, meet her in like season five, you know, and have them do the on again, off again bullshit and really make us want them to be together. Like a, kind of like a Ross and a Rachel thing. And then kill her off when it's deserved to be. Not just this... This is your mom. She has cancer. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, stupid. So that's what I would completely redo that. Mm. Completely. Fuck that show. <laughs> Fuck that show. I don't spend nine years of my life going, who's the fucking mother? Fuck that show. Anyway, go ahead. Um, a lot of mine are older movies. They always are. And I've been, um, for the past, like, five, six years, I've been going back to a lot of older movies. And ones that, while I might enjoy some of them, 
I could realize that having uh, a budget of today would greatly improve it. And uh, two in particular, one I mentioned I talked about in our discussion board, one is called Battle Truck. It is a Mad Max ripoff. <sighs> Instead of the gas wars in Mad Max, it's the oil wars in ba- uh, Battle Truck. <laughs> Um, and it's one of those things where uh, I love good action cheesy movies. I love when you watch a trailer and everything's just in your face. Everything looks practical. That's Battle Truck. And even the trailer is like, do you hear it? <laughs> battle Truck. And I'm like, yes, I need Battle Truck. Very grindhousey. It is. Um, so I, I ordered it as part of the Roger Corman double feature. It came with... Um, Shit, it came with something else. Not a single movie of his is good. Corman? Yeah. Mileage may vary. That is another discussion. He has a lot of fun movies. Um, but I was it was one of those where I was so happy. It came in the mail. I ripped the, the, the plastic off of it. I immediately put it in the, the PlayStation. About a good twenty minutes in I realized, oh no. Another thirty minute or uh, thirty minutes pass, I'm like, oh no, it's one of these. It's a talking head movie. What's battle, a talking head movie? It's just back and forth discussion. It's so it, it's it's so there's no action. No, they have enough action in the movie to make the trailer. Right, and everything everything in the trailer from Battle Truck. Battle Truck doesn't show up to the last ten minutes, and he runs through the the truck itself because it's the reason why it's called Battle Truck is this is the most feared truck in the land. It's the semi that was decked out. Spikes the the grill opens up and shoots out fire and very Mad Max. Yeah, it, it's just it's the most feared. It's almost like uh, Blackbeard Blackbeard's ship. Mm-hmm. You know, the most feared ship on the on the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Like Battle Truck's the most feared truck in the desert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yes, yes, I want this to be the villain, almost mm-hmm. like the Green Goblin truck in Ma- uh, Maximum Overdrive. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Last ten minutes shows up, runs through a couple of buildings, one explosion credits <laughs> oh my god they, they destroy they they destroy the battle truck with an easy you know ex machina thing like oh here's this bazooka <laughs> you know what i mean here's like, this bazooka here's just this un here's this ungodly way to to destroy the truck and then we cut the credits so you would do exactly what i know what you would do oh you would make truck, this battle truck battle truck would be the villain it yeah. would be, yeah. And I would put it in, I, I had this idea, like, uh, and I actually even, I, I think I have an idea for a novel, and I'm going to title it Battle Hyphen Truck. <laughs> That's how you beat copyright, folks. By hyphens! <laughs> but, like, I don't know, I think there's something you could totally do today. I love I love the uh, the obscurity from Duel, like you never see the driver. Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. I would want some mysterious force in current day, 2018, you never see the driver, but he has souped up his, uh, his battle semi. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a battle truck. And maybe have some like background stuff, maybe like the company he worked for went, o- went under, like businesses are you know, cu- currently doing now in Nile Time. So we never see the driver, but you get his background. You get why he's disgruntled. Yeah. And I would want it, you know, the classic friends on a trip, five friends on a trip trying to head their way to the cabin. Jeepers Creeper style. In a sense, with a little bit of joy, uh, joyride. Uh, but I would have this... Um, just this maniacal truck chased them down, kill them off one by one. The surviving girl, the final girl, I had this image in my head. How awesome would it be if she's getting away, she finds a mall, she runs in, and I want the mall to be, you know, fully busy, and she's running to people being like, you know, okay, I'm in a public setting. 
1980 yeah. standard mall kind of thing. Something. Just something where, like, more more anything for the audience to be like, oh, she's in a mall. She's safe. No, no, no. The battle truck. Battle truck rams into the mall, and the final set piece is destroying the mall, running over people, still getting to her. Even what? after it's been, even after all the damage she's done to it, mm -hmm. it's on fire. The grill's on fire. Maybe you get one glimpse of the driver, like his silhouette, and maybe he's on fire too, and he's screaming. He's like, ah! And you just like, I want it to be cartoonish. I want it to be maniacal. I want Battle Truck to be a fucking Battle Truck. And and you got to have the scene where the mother's running away carrying her baby, but she gets ran over by the Battle Truck. <laughs> maybe. You, know, you, 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 you have to put that in. You, you got to have the If it's a Roger baby. Corman kind of movie, you have to do that. You have to. Battle I Truck. I don't know. Like, I, there's, and there's... Like, uh, from 1966, I believe, there's a movie called The Green Slime. I would always like to see remade. I'd put Bruce Campbell in the role, naturally. Uh, the, the Green Slime, they're poorly made puppets. They're like these tentacle creatures that shoot electricity out of their tentacles. I would actually have them just like this walking goop that attaches to people and infiltrates their bodies and, like, sucks them from the inside. By the invasion of body snatchers. But I don't know. Like I, I've always, I'm always gravitated towards movies that just totally either just disappointed me, mm -hmm. or ones that could just use a, a huge update. Mm -hmm. But Battle Truck was probably been my biggest. I can remember being so happy, so excited to get my hands on this, and it destroyed me. Still to this day, I have nightmares. <laughs> All right, what's your last one there, uh, best friend Ryan? So mine is a TV show, like like uh, Jordan's thing. Mine is, uh, it's. It's a remake in, in name. It's not like one that disappointed me. Um, my dream project is this. If I had carte blanche, if I if I got to Christopher Nolan levels of success, like after The Dark Knight, instead of making Inception, I would have been like this. This is it. Um, TV show Trigun talked about it on the top three favorite TV shows um, a couple episodes ago. Uh, I think that the show it would for me it would be a two part movie. It would be two movies telling the one story. Because the basic, the basic plot line of the anime Trigun uh, is 26 episodes. It's broken up to kind of 13 episodes each. Um, where Fashion Stampede, the main character, he is being chased down by all these bounty hunters because there's a 60 billion double dollar bounty on his head for destroying this uh, city of July. Uh, July. And um, there's a lot of destruction that follows him because there are people trying to kill him, trying to get the bounty. But he's the best gunman. Uh, gunslinger in the West, so it's they, no one can. They call him the humanoid humanoid typhoon, and he just um, he's trying to save the planet in, in a way because he's a plant. He's not human. It's very complicated. Um, at the end of the at the end of the uh, uh, thirteen episodes, he meets this guy named Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who's a priest, and he accompanies him uh, on the rest of his journey as he tries to kill as uh, Vash tries to find and talk to his brother million millions knives is his name and then they end up killing uh they end up kind of killing each other at the end of the series the end of 26 episodes and so the first movie would be um all about the destruction of july because vash has no recollection of it and as this the first part of the ser uh, series goes on he's learning more and more about what happened and who what he is and all this stuff and what went down um now just basically the first movie would be about the destruction of July. Like, it would be told in flashbacks. And we eventually would get to that. Uh, the, to the, We would get to the city of July in person at the end of the movie. Because there's this villain named Legato who works for Knives, who's like a gangster. And he, he's trying to kill Vash. Um, but Vash kills him. 
And then at the end of the first movie, he would meet Nicholas. And then the next movie is him trying to get to Knives. And you find out near the end of it that um, Nicholas actually works for Knives. But he has a change of heart and all these things. Um, I just think that that being able, being able to tell that story, especially visually with $250 million or whatever, uh, would just be awesome. Yeah. It would put a smile on my face. Like, it's a, it's a sci-fi western. I don't know if you guys have watched a whole lot of sci-fi westerns. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two mm. best cross-genres that blend There's, so uh, well. Have you seen Oblivion? Oblivion's From great. 1992? No. 1992? I thought about Tom Cruise. Oblivion. That's what I thought. No, I was like, no, no, no. Like There's western, this but... one. It's got Andrew Divoff, who who plays this uh, uh, villain called Red Eye. And it's just this, uh, this scientific... Not scientific. This um, science fiction western town. And there's just giant scorpions called night scorps that people have to be afraid of. But he's a he's a gunslinger. Um, Andrew Divoff is Wishmaster. Okay. He's the gin. Um, but it, it's Roger Corman era from 1992. And I just feel like because like if you've seen another movie that was very disappointing, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh God, yeah. Very hugely disappointing. Um, but like just the visuals of that movie. With or the, uh, the television show Firefly. I've never actually seen Firefly. I, I haven't seen Serenity either. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I, because I, I think sci- science fiction and westerns mm-hmm. go, they just whenever they cross over, it, uh, for me, it's magical. I, it, it's really pleasing. Yeah, I and, agree. And there's a lot of like weird shit in the anime because it is an anime. They have to have weird shit. Like there's this, uh, I think it's in episode three or four. Um, he comes across the Nebraska family, which the Nebraska family is three people, um, a normal sized person. They're all crazy and like inbred hillbillies, but like there's a normal sized person. And then you have this giant fucking man-beast-looking thing that's pretty much retarded. Yes. And he's got a neck chain, and sitting on his shoulder is the dad, and he's, like, this old, decrepit, just insane person. Yeah. And they have to... And, like, the the son, the big hulking beast, has a hand. And, like, this is why they're so feared. Because the, the guy, the, the son, the retarded, like, the mentally challenged, impaired one, he just destroys stuff whenever he's told to. But he has this hand that shoots out, like, so the fist... At the wrist will detach and there's like a chain connected. Oh, and he like just... Mr. Wink in Hellboy 2. I haven't seen Hellboy 2. No? Nope. Oh, we're changing that. But he can just, he just, he just can destroy everything and there's a, like he has a showdown with Fast because they want the bounty and stuff like that. And there's this whole, uh, there's whole sequence, this whole episode that takes place on a steamroller, which is like a giant cruise ship that goes through the desert and it's all neon and shit. It's, nice. it's great. Nice. Hmm. And there's this, there's, my favorite part would be. Um, they do it in, um, have you guys ever read the book, The Gunslinger by Stephen King, Dark Tower mm-hmm. one? So in the, in the book, uh, Roland has to kill essentially the entire town of Tull. And there's a, there's a sequence in, uh, there's a, an episode in Trigun where Vash has to do the same thing, but he, he has this thing about killing people. Doesn't like to do it if he, if he doesn't have to. And so they're all shooting at him and he's dodging them and like, he's not killing them, but he's incapacitating them going through the whole town and it's like a probably like a 15 minute sequence where it's just this chase of people trying like shooting at him from every which way and he's like just like he's shooting the building so like rocks fall and hit the people and stuff like that oh he's using the resources of the environment yeah that's awesome yeah i think that would be great mm. just the film i uh i have a correction when i was talking about oblivion it's not roger corman it's full moon it's a charles band oh. sorry <laughs> that's even worse <laughs> no 90s full moon is awesome is it oh yeah that's why I love art. It's all opinion. 
But uh, Vash Stampede would be played by Chris Pratt. That would be my, oh. my thing. Because Vash is, is in turns deadly serious and very comical. Childish. Right. I feel like yeah, Chris Pratt would be the best choice. Okay. I forgot to mention that. For, for Battle Truck, my leading lady would be Jane Levy. I, I think really she's like an uh, she's an up and comer. I think she's gonna have she's got a great future ahead of her. I think she would handle the battle truck quite well. <laughs> <laughs> that is, she uh, most recognizable thing. She's in the Evil Dead remake. She's Mia, the final character in the end. Who cuts her hand off? Yeah, and then gotcha. fights her demonic self. I like that. I like that movie a lot. All right, this is gonna be a shocker, um, but I would totally remake it. So, in the nineties, is it the Postman? <laughs> no good um, in the in the 90s and early early 2000s like 2001 at the latest uh, brother Brandon and uh, I would just watch horror movies up the ass that were very 90s Halloween H20 Urban Legend Scream the list can go on and on there was one movie that I always really kind of liked that kind of flew under the radar a little bit uh, that made one good movie, arguably good movie, it wasn't. Uh, and then it had three or four terrible sequels. Uh, because the story's interesting. And that movie was, I know what you did last summer. Hmm. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because one time, you know, people go to Wikipedia, you know, and they Wikipedia something, they read something, the link goes to another, goes to another, goes to another. Well, one day, years ago, I was on Wikipedia, and I discovered that I Know What You Last Summer is actually based on a fucking book. Lois Lowry, right? And the plot of the book is completely different than the fucking movie. And I would make the book. Because the movie was just your fucking 90s slasher film. And arguably, I watched it recently the past couple of years. It's not a fucking slasher film. Two people die. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, Halloween had... Only the original? Yeah, how many? Maybe three deaths, I think. No, 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 no. You got. I'm not gonna get into that one. But no, no, no. You had. I thought it was like you had. Blood count. You had the sister and the boyfriend in the beginning. Then you fucking oh, had. I forgot about those two. You, the then you and you got the boy that was the nerd that got stabbed hanging there, and you got the girl with the big voluptuous tits coming. There. You got you got like about six, seven people. All right. But uh, I knew you last summer only had like two deaths, really two, maybe three tops. And it was just your stupid fisherman with the hick with the with the uh, with the fucking hook story. It was not at all what the book was, and the book's interesting because the book was, if I can remember correctly, was um, from a, from a mother's point of view, um, her child was hit by a, a drunk driver with a bunch of high school kids, hit and killed the kid, and then the next year the mom would actually kind of stalk these kids and write them letters in their mailbox and say. I know what you did last summer to make them freak out and confess that they killed her kid. Hmm. That's the plot. Like, there's no... She's not going on a murderous rampage. She's not doing any of that shit. It's these kids in high school were drunk. They were driving down a road. I guess her car in the... I, I, I totally could be wrong. I, I'm trying to remember this. I saw this like six years ago. But um, her drunk... Um, her drunk... Her car uh, was like had a flat tire or something like that on the side of the road like this mom and her little boy ran out to the street to catch a ball or something very stupid like that got hit by the high school kids the mom saw everything right mom didn't call the police because she didn't get the license plate or none of that stuff <laughs> and then she of course it's a it's fantasy you know and then a year later she's writing notes and putting them into all those kids mailboxes and says I know what you did last summer and make them just implode and confess 
That's fucking cool. That would be a great psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Instead of a guy with a fucking fake hook and a fucking skibby fisherman outfit. And um, Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy. Buffy, like, waving for the crowd because she's probably like, fuck you. Like, come on. I mean, like, that's that's such a great idea. Like, you know, like, like, have a mother that is just distraught. Nothing's more terrible than losing your kid, especially by a bunch of drunk high schoolers that probably destroyed the fuck out of that kid. And they just destroy the kid's own psyche. That's fucking cool. Hmm. I like that idea, you know? Yeah. And that's the movie they should make instead of this fisherman bullshit. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie. I know you have. I know. I don't know about you. I watched it when I was a kid. I've only ever seen it once. But isn't that idea cool, though? I think it's. I mean, I think it's better. It doesn't. I mean, it fits this time. This time period more. Yeah. And like that one fit its time period. It's, no. it's era. Do you know who play the mom? Who Who will play the mom? Yeah, for who? me. Uh, the one that just won the Oscar. Um, from uh, I Tanya. Oh, okay. Allison oh, Janney. Allison Janney. Yeah. Okay. I think that'll be a great great actress for the mom you know because this is not going to be your 90s i mean like this is going to be a serious dramatic role i i would think so you got to have some weight you know um and then i was thinking one of the kids actually being tom holland i was thinking the jock being tom holland is he too short it's film you can make him look big. swim team swim team swim part, he's part of the swim team brock he's turner part. Rapist Brock Turner, he's part of the swim team. There you yep, go. Yep, yep. I mean, like, and of course, and of course, you, you gotta fit the kids into the form. I mean, like, you gotta have the jock, you gotta have the nerd, you gotta have the quiet girl, the uh, Jennifer Love huge tits girl, yeah. you know, and then you gotta have you know like the slutty prom queen. You know what I mean? Hmm. And uh, just have them implode. I don't know what else. I didn't read the book, so I don't know how it ends. I'm assuming they implode within themselves, and they ultimately confess to the crime and say, "This is where we dump the body," and blah 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 blah. I'm sure. But it's an interesting idea. I, I think like that'd it. be really cool. I dig it. So, Brother Brandon, what's your last one? I already pretty much I, I added in Green Slime as oh. I was talking about uh, Battle Chuck. I mean, there's tons. I could my list could go on. Like, there's this movie called Star Slammer, aka Prison Ship, which is a woman in prison film in space. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Your taste for movies, man, it, um, it's it shocks me. Well, because like. Like high claim movies, I, you know, like we were, you were using the bathroom when Ryan and I was talking. It's like there's things about, you know, like a Criterion release. There's maybe a thing or two that you want to change, but I've never had the ambition or the thoughts to be like, well, that needs the remake. You see, I guess, I guess for me, watching bad movies is is the good bad movies. Like, like I seen the original Piranha. That's a terrible movie. It's fun. But Not, it's it's, I mean, it's good for what it Alexandra is. Alexandre Ojo's movie is much more entertaining. I love Alexandre Ojo's movie because I love High Tension that he did. But but, but then you, you don't like High Tension? That's a terrible twist. How do you not love High Tension? Because it's a terrible twist. That she's psychotic? That she's schizophrenic? I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's been out for twenty years almost. It's it's. No, it hasn't. Still, go on. Your taste in movies, I just never can understand. Why? Because it's weird. Because you don't understand it. I, I did again. Why we brought the last episode about the whole sea creatures that rape women. It's just weird. But see, those are the ideas. I think because they. Here's here's the thing. Here's what makes a great B movie. And here's where it can be approved on. Great B movies aren't trying to be bad on purpose, like Sharknado. Okay. Something like Humanoids from the Deep. They were legitimately trying to be an A movie. Were on they? Their budget. Were they? On their budget, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, they're not being... They're, you see something like Humanoids, you see something like Forbidden World, or even 2006 is Abominable, which is probably the best Bigfoot movie ever made. It's working off small budgets. They're, they're trying everything they do. With the budget they have, they're mm -hmm. trying to be Hollywood. They're trying to be big. Mm -hmm. Where something like Sharknado, or most of the Asylum projects, which rips off everything, like mm -hmm. Transformers. Yeah, then they have a Terminator <laughs> one, too. That's, uh, I think, no, that's Transformers. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But that's, it's winking at the camera that I don't like. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're a B-movie. It's like, no. Like, everything like we talked about earlier with Don Dohler. Or, you know, like, it's it's guys who want to do creature features from the 50s and 60s. It's like that movie I sent you guys uh, from YouTube, yeah. uh, Don't Let the River Beast Get You. And you were like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. But that's the type of movie he's talking about. Yeah, see, like, it's like to me... It's coming from the heart. See, to me, really bad B-movies that I loved growing up as a kid was uh, was Mosquito. But see, that's the same thing. Yeah, like, those they're, are good. That's fun. I put that in the same category as, as Humanoids from the Deep. You know what it is, though? What it probably is for me? I don't know. Could be totally wrong. But as a 12-year-old boy, the movie Alligator, you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, and Mosquito and all those kinds of movies I really enjoyed because that was the age of Friday the 13th and Chucky and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween like I, like I was engulfed into this horror world you know I, I guess now that I'm just getting older my, my own head now I know you and I are only three years apart and that's no different at all because I'm sure that you continue to love these movies even when you're 50 I guess for me my brain is just saying I don't want to waste my time anymore uh. you know what I mean like like I I, I watched a good handful of shitty movies when I was a kid growing because I wanted to be engulfed and just know everything about it. But now I'm just like, eh, I just, I just, I don't want to waste my time. But see, there's so many, like, there's a Wasp Woman remake from the 90s. Uh, I think it could, there is a moment where there's really good practical effect when she's morphing into this Wasp Woman. Like, the, the original Roger Corman Wasp Woman, it's just a, a, a cheap face prosthetic. In the 90s, she's in this living room and they had made this whole huge, like, back piece where she's got like the huge abdomen and the wings and like but they only do that once and I'm like that deserves a remake with the same practical effects and actually making her this just deformed wasp creature where the stinger is actually sticking into your chest and you have the guy whose face is sucking inward because all the juices are coming out you know like you gotta get bigger with it that's what I I'm guess. saying like I would take ideas like that and I would get bigger with it alright well we hope everybody gets bigger with downloading oh oh segue um, because, uh, make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Check us out on Twitter at movieguyspod, on Facebook, movieguyspodcast, also on iTunes at movieguyspodcast. You can check out this show, podcast, along with movieguyspodcast for your distraction, underground hot pot, and hey, that like I get, hey, I like that game. <laughs> and movie, and podcast is sponsored by Chia Pets. Chia Pets. Get yes. your Ryan Chia Pet in the West Coast, get your Jordan Chia Pet in the Mid, Midwest, Midwest, and get your Brandon Chia Pet in the East Coast because, woo! This is what we should do for the Chia Pet uh, promotional thing. There is literally one Chia Pet per head, and it is at one McDonald's store. You have to find it. Mm. Better than the uh, Life Alert one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. One of them. Yeah, like I. One of them is in a Disney park. We're not going to say if it's world or land. That's good. And it's Love hidden it. somewhere in the Haunted Mansion. Because there's a Haunted Mansion in the both parks. But that makes, that makes it even easier It now. does. Shit. 
No, it's, a, it's just at a random McDonald's. Like, mine is mine is anywhere in Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Utah, Wyoming, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and parts of Texas. But I'm not yeah. telling you what part. Oh. Yeah. Could be Austin, could not be. <laughs> and then, but, so you have to travel and find that one McDonald's. Yeah, that has that one chip at it. Yep. And you have to say something. You have to say the password. But we're not going to tell you the password. You have to figure that out on your own. <laughs> If you've listened to all the episodes of podcast, you can probably figure it out. Yep. Yeah. But we're not going to tell you. The password is, reference, New England clam chowder. <laughs> is it the red or the white? No. Movie right. Better movie reference. The password is vagina. <laughs> From <laughs> is that cable guy? Yeah. All right. The pa- nipple. <laughs> the password is nipple. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's true. No, none of those are the password. Trust me. Hmm. It's not the password. Um, if, if, if you know me, you can tell I'm shaking my head. Quick plug real quick for me uh, before we sign off. I have a short story that is uh, accepted. That was It's already been released for a couple weeks now. It's through uh, a podcast called Page Podcast, New Voices in Fiction. It's uh, They're wonderful people. Uh, what they do is they take in uh, stories from emerging writers and they put actual production behind it. Voice actors, sound effects. Uh, one of mine was uh, accepted and published and it's called The Gloom Chronicles, Morbid Atrocities. It's part of a much larger story that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, check it out. You go to Page Podcast uh, or thebasementcast.com or you can go to Google and do Page Podcast New Voices in Fiction. It'll be right up there. Um, pretty much the newest thing on their page. And I think next week uh, because they also do an interview for every writer. They did an interview for me as well. Uh, that should be up next Wednesday. So Audio or written? It. Audio. It's Audio. a podcast. Audio. So brands on another podcast. Well, it's just a story. I'm not like a guest or anything. It's just, it's an actual short story Oh. that okay. i written. That oh. they're putting, like I was saying, they do voice acting, they do sound yeah. effects, everything for it. And, and, but did you say they interviewed you? Yes. So your voice is on another episode. Yes. No, I'm excited to listen to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. As I said, you're on another podcast. I'm I'll just... make sure to send uh, to help. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to send the links to uh, to you guys before it gets put up, so that way they have a link to click onto if they want. Look at that, Boomtown. It'll be in the notes on the Podbean page. It would be in the Podbean page. I hope everybody loves the Podbean page, especially uh, Darth Vader drinking a beer after a hard day. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. That's a great idea. <laughs> Anyway, everybody, have a good night. Thank you so much. And uh, this is Jordan, brother Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me. Yep, as always. And best friend Ryan, thank you. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. No, you're supposed to say, oh. you, you, there's another thing. What you, do I do? You always say goodbye. Well, good night, everybody. Have a great time.